don't think that they can come in to Dunning and win this year. New Canaan backs against the wall. They need to win. They need to win. They need to win this game. I'm going with New Canaan. was that? <laughs> uh, that was that was something. I mean, I don't think we ever expected that, but I mean, it was just a great game. We're excited. We just came out with a lot of energy. We had a great week of practice and we were confident coming into this game. First play, we, I guess we just took the big shot, right? Fireworks right out of the gate. You, you can't say anything. I mean, we got our ass kicked. Uh, I mean, they're, they're a hell of a football team. Well, Pete I, don't Pagala, I don't know where he is tonight. Is he hiding somewhere? Because I know he picked against us and he's not getting free hot dogs anymore from us. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome once again to The Meat Grinder, your weekly dose of high school football in Connecticut. And I am your host, Sean Patrick Bowley, and at the top of the show, <laughs> Peter, we, we, heard the, we heard Pete's bold predictions in the picks last week and then he got, he and New Cannon got absolutely obliterated <laughs> by... Uh, by St. Joseph, and as you heard of the show at the top, you heard St. Joseph coach Joe Delavecchia giving Pete the business. I absolutely love it. Where is he? He's hiding. He's not getting any more free hot dogs, but I don't know. It looks like you have plenty of hot dogs over there, Pete. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yes! <laughs> we are in the brand new studios here at <laughs> Game Time CT. We have a nice couch. We got all our, we got all our swag around us. Uh, it, it's really coming together. Uh, so uh, anyway, welcome, welcome back, and nice uh, week four. You know, we've we've gone through four week, four weeks of the season. We kind of have an idea of what's going on, and I, what better way to, to kind of exclamation point that first four weeks with a St. Joseph absolutely just again like obliterating New Canaan, fifty-eight to fourteen, and it wasn't even that close. Uh, Jack uh, Wallace had an amazing game. He only he, he completed 10 of 13 passes for like a 250. And on the first play of the game, it was no joke. They were off to the races. A, a touchdown pass to Will Diamantis. He scored three in the first quarter. And he also had Austin Joe was there with the kicker getting in on the action. He catches a touchdown pass. Didn't even really need Jaden Sheridan. Uh, he did eventually score a touchdown. He ran for 100 yards, but they didn't even need him. Next thing you know, you, you have, they, it was just amazing. Uh, it was incredible at Dunning Stadium, running clock the entire second half. It, and as you heard at the top, that's Lou Marinelli. He's like, well, what can you do? You can't do anything. Pete, your take. I had nothing. I just got I got my hot dogs because I have to buy them now. <laughs> um, you know, look, I'm going to be honest with you. It was a little, uh, a little surprised. Yeah, a little. Uh, I'm a little surprised. I I thought that New Canaan would uh, come out and fight a little bit more. Um, and you would, and you had seen them too. I did. I had seen both teams, and right. uh, I was I thought it would be a game, and I was obviously terribly mistaken. Um, I think that just shows how good St. Joe's is, and how complete they are top to bottom. They didn't even need Jaden Sheardon, who's one of the best running backs in the state. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think it hats off to Jack Wallace. I mean, we talked about him last week. You know, it's only been three games. He hasn't really faced, you know, the stiffest opponents. And then on the biggest stage possible so far this year, all eyes on him, every media outlet in the state at that game, he's shined brightest. Yeah. 
Um, so hats off to him. Hats off to St. Joe's D, who's so good. Oh, my God. Mike Morrissey was great. I mean, the interception, they made Drew Pine look like, you know, looks like he was back playing Pop Warner football. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know, listen, like, we we all love uh, Drew Pine. And, and, you know, and people were just kind of jumping on his, down his back. It wasn't Drew Pine. He doesn't Pine. play defense. He didn't right. allow 58 points. Right. It's not Drew Pine's fault. Let's, let's rely. All these idiots on, on Twitter. Give me a break. All you guys, you know what? It, it, it's just not this. It, listen, they, as Lou said, they're a young team. They're young up front. They graduated a lot of guys. They don't have Garrett Parade anymore. They don't have the two line. I mean, it's just it's a different team. They have some work to figure out. I don't know, Pete. I don't know if they're getting in the state playoffs though, because if they they're play that need... way against Darien, man, that's going to be trouble. And then they, they well, got. They... We said it last year though, when they lost to St. Joe's in the opener, and then they lost to Greenwich, and they were in the same spot where they had to win out. To have a shot to get in, and they righted the ship. They found the running game, and <laughs> they ra- they riled off the what was it? What were they two and two last year? Right? Yeah, they yeah. won six in a row, mm-hmm. and then they won the quarterfinal. They won ten games in a row last year yeah. to get to the finals. Yeah, that was impressive. But arguably, that was that we knew that team was good because it had all the kids going to the D one. Well, not, not that this team has, but they they listen. New Canaan's got their road is not easy. I mean, they got Fairfield Ward. Coming up, and they have a bye. They need it. Fairfield Ward. Then they get play Staples, which might, by that time, and Staples got a good defense. That could be a war. You know, then you got McMahon. Then you got Trumbull. And then Wilton, which isn't bad. Those two teams are, are pretty good. And then you have Darian. I don't see, I, I, Pete, I don't see it. I see 7-2 and two heading into Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It could well, maybe. they beat Stanford fifty-four to seven, right. and Staples lost to Stanford. Right, that's a good point. With your uh, what is it? Your rules of uh, yeah, it's the uh, the transitive property. The transitive property, right? And how about St. Joe though? I mean, this is just that was a mission statement, and people were already like, "Get your tickets now for the class uh, final." I mean, that's what we wanted. We wanted one of these matchups in the finals, and we still have a long way to go. Yeah, yeah. we still have a very long way to go, but we are set on the course right now. Where they could be one, two, and L. Right. If everything holds true, and they both go undefeated, they will be one and two in Class L this year. Yeah. I mean, and then they will meet in the finals if possible. We're not going to get like a Ansonia Bloomfield in the semifinals last year, which was arguably the state title that year. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that's a game we're going to have to fight to see who goes to that game. <laughs> Please play it at like a different time, please. <laughs> please play so we I'm can going to that game. I don't care what you. do. I'm going to go to that game too. If it's We're playing both. at the same day, if it's playing no, at the same time no, as no, S or no. M, I'm going. Maybe Let's they go can, to the M finals. Listen, that is the probably the best I've ever seen St. Joseph look in in 20 years covering them, and they've had some great teams, Matikevich's teams. Uh, those were pretty good. I mean, uh, I like, maybe we're not at that level yet. But listen, this is you know they came in there and they were like there was it was just no joke and uh, the kids were all like yeah yeah we're, we're legit yeah this is this this is it I mainly mean, lost one guy really really that's it and that, this is a whole veteran team they just needed a guy, you know a high school quarterback who could sling it and Wallace slung it man he was on fire and damn man I mean they and the defense they you know even Morrissey had a had a block punt for a safety. He had some interceptions in there, so they're, they're he's great. His interview after with you was really good oh, too. He's funny. You know who he's? He sounds like Ryan Shriver of uh, of Wilton, who sounds like Archer. So they both sound like Archer. 
They have that like raspy voice. <laughs> I think it's hysterical. Uh, uh, he's good. De Silva, Silas. Oh yes. Oh, just just a great, uh, great, all, great all around effort. Oh, and then just a little. You know, not going to go after Joe here, but you know, he Nor texts us. You. He texts us two weeks ago because I pronounced two of his players' names wrong, and then he completely butchers my last name. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, Pawaga. Yeah. <laughs> When when you're four zero and you're ranked number two and getting a lot of first place, they got four first place votes this week. You're getting those. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Joining us a little bit later on the show is going to be Bobby Patterson of Newtown, who doesn't have a bye this week. His team is going down to Finn Stadium to play Shelton, which got beat up by uh, by by Cheshire. And I said in the guide, the the audibles, Cheshire should still be in tier one. And sure enough, they go out there and they blow, you know, they don't, I don't want to say they blew their doors off, but it was a convincing victory by by Cheshire. And you know what? There are only two tiers in the SEC. This tier two stuff or this, you know, get rid of it. Enough of this. This is ridiculous. Let's bring them back. Bring the other guy. I mean, the tier three teams are great. I saw Guilford and East Haven in a great tier three battle the other day. I saw Sheehan beat up on Bradford. Okay, they have some great players. I mean, Terrence Bogan. Rushing for two hundred and something yards and you know <laughs> five stupid. touchdowns and uh, stupid and, good and then and Jordan Davis two pick sixes against Brantford, ya boys. I don't know what to tell you, Pete. You just don't listen it. to anything that comes out of my mouth the rest of the year. <laughs> uh, just quickly go running down the top ten. Uh, Hand stays number one. They did lose some first place votes to St. Joseph. Uh, number two, obviously St. Joe. Number three is Greenwich. They beat up on Bridgeport Central, thirty-three nothing. Darien took care of Trumbull. This time it was Will Kirby doing the doing the honors there, 41-13. Newtown back to the SWC finally, 35-0 over Pomperog. Bloomfield, Darren Bryden became the school's all-time leading passer of touchdowns, beating out Jason Manson, the current St. Thomas More head coach who had played at Iowa. Uh, so that's a pretty – that's a nice – you know, he's been there for three years. So it, it, just given the way that they passed the ball – it was just only a matter of time that he broke that record. Number seven was Ridgefield, which had the week off, and they're going to go play at – they did not get in an alliance game, so they're going to go play Chatham in, in New Jersey. I couldn't tell you a thing about them. And Sonia bumps up to number eight. They beat up on St. Paul, 39 nothing. We'll find them. We'll see them again soon. Number nine, Southern, which held off Hall. They had 21 nothing. They, they beat them 28-21 at number nine. And then Shelton does not drop off number 10. You, what do you think of the top ten, Pete? Well, <clears throat> I I have some some bones to pick. All right. Um, though though masterful in St. Joe's performance this weekend, the getting of what did I have three first place votes now. So they picked up two. They picked up three. They had one, and they have they have four this week. St. Joe. They have four. I don't understand in terms of okay. So if you're gonna vote St. Joe's, if you're gonna you know give your first place vote to St. Joe's this week. How does New Canaan fall this far now? And the only reason I say this is because if you're going to give St. Joe's that first place vote that you weren't giving them, they had to impress you with a big win, right? It's not like St. Joe's beat Stanford and they got all these votes. No. So it means that whoever voted, whoever gave those three extra votes to St. Joe's thought highly of New Canaan, yet we saw New Canaan fall very far out of the poll. I dropped New Canaan out. No, no, I, I understand that. I'm just that's what I'm trying to wrap my head around is like Well the first of all it's number number one is New Canaan. Number two, New Canaan's got two losses. I can't keep them in. No. There are a lot of number there are a lot of one loss I mean, I had to figure out what to do with Cheshire this week. Well wait, where'd you have Hall? I had Hall ahead of Cheshire. And I, at what number? Uh, I believe like eleven. They have two losses. 
Hall does? Oh, Hall does have two losses. I screwed that up. No, I'm just saying it's like there's like obviously people well, lose lost different the, ways. They, lo- they beat Cheshire and then Southern didn't beat them. Who else they lose to? Um, <clears throat> so I'm just saying it's like I'm trying to like wrap my head around some of the ways that. Well, let's put it this the way: the people vote. It's not a perfect system. No, of course not. It's not, of course not. And look, I I saw Bloomfield on Friday. I, I watched Aaron Braden break the school record. Their wide receivers are oh, yeah. awesome. A little little mea culpa to Anthony Simpson, who you know we we I was the guy who was like, we got to put Massey up. The kid's a freshman phenom. Oh, Madden. And, and everyone's like, everyone's like, uh, Simpson's your guy, man. He's the senior. Ah, He's your guy. But Massey still caught two touchdowns, including an 84-yarder to break the record. But Javon they, Massey is a man we didn't amongst wanna, boys here's out the, there. For the guys who wanted to look behind the curtain here, we didn't want to put like four Bloomfield guys in there. Um, yeah, they were both on the – we had like a master list. Yeah, but I mean, Simpson had a great game. But the too. thing that now I'm looking at, you know, Bloomfield's schedule here, they're at six now. Um, the Tallinn game stands out to me, and then Berlin and Glastonbury at the end of the year, and that's going to tell me a lot about them. So I'm still holding out judgment on them. And I know it's not fair, but because of the Alliance games, and we talk about this every week, we see these matchups, you know, that these teams are playing good other, you know, state championship caliber teams, and they're winning, and they're, you know what I mean? So that's I'm still holding off judgment on them. That said, their offense is awesome. Their wide receivers are yeah. great. So, uh, you know, it's it's only four weeks, and this thing will always sort itself out. And Sony had 8-2, kind of a big head-scratcher for me. I don't even have them in my top 15. No, I dropped Ansonia. I mean, I don't have them in my top 15, so I don't know where some p- these people are voting Ansonia. Just given all the schedules out there, it's really – I've been going with team with tough tough schedules. Yeah. It's a lot easier this year. I, I give Notre Dame – I've been voting for Notre Dame-West Haven. I, you know, I saw Notre Dame play West, uh, West Haven play Amity, and you know what? They did not look good. Win's a win, though, right? It's a win to win, but, you know, you talk about the eye test. Amity gave him – Amity had him – If you know, Amity doesn't make one mistake. It could have been a different game. You know, yep. It was pretty even. You know, they did get in there. Tommy Candelora comes up big. That was a big one for Notre Dame. They needed it. They needed to go 2-2. Two and two Now, Tommy, Tommy's start. made the big plays. He made the big – he had the, the yeah, big touchdown good. against Hand and the big touchdown against St. Joe's. But, yeah, but they're they're far from perfect at this point. I mean, they're far from a team that I would vote for is what I'm saying. You know, Amity, yep. Amity did a nice job of them. In but in terms of like you're talking about rewarding teams for playing such a hard schedule, like there's a really good chance that Notre Dame wins seven or eight games. You also this need year to win losses. You also need to at least win most of your games. In the yeah. Schedule. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, like you know, there's like guys like Ned or voting teams are like one and three. And I, and I, I yeah. Well, I'm just looking at Notre Dame West Haven's schedule here, and this is a team that could be seven and three, eight and two. They could. And just for the record, I had Cheshire. Not, I had Cheshire in my preseason fall. Not playing like that though. Last week, their offense was not good. No. I mean, Amity's defense, I mean, Georgia Jail is great. Amity's defense did a really nice job. There's more important things to talk about than that, and uh, the, one of the, probably the, the biggest story in the state, the, the tragic death of uh, Brian Mazzoni's father, uh, Gary, um, in, the, uh, in the B-17 crash. Despite losing his father, Brian, he's, there was no way Brian Mazzoni was not going to coach uh, Saturday's game against Valley Regional, and his, his players uh, came through and performed. And uh, and got them a, a, just an uplifting twenty-one-seven victory over Valley Re- a Really, you know, good Valley Regional program. And so here's Brian Mazzone after the game talking with Pete, who uh, interviewed him, and then we'll bring Jeff Jacobs on to talk about the whole day right after this. The stories they—I mean, I've heard most of them, but the stories people have been telling me about his pranks, like he used to play pranks on us. 
and you were like, yeah, Dad, I, I know it's you, stop. You know, and he'd still, he'd still keep going, he was in character. But I met, I, I didn't meet, but a couple people contacted me and they told me stories. And I was like, oh, the classic intern story, right? I was on this big one, he'd call people and ask for an internship, and he was a 75-year-old man and they'd grant it and all this stuff, and I'd go crazy looking for him. A um, couple kid who plays baseball for me, his father works with my dad, and he came over and he had a hysterical story yesterday. And everybody's got funny stories about him. Um, my dad was full of life. He really was. He, he really was full of life, and um, he just loved having fun. I mean, he really loved. I mean, I don't. I mean, there are times when you obviously don't have fun. That's life. Um, but he loved having. And he was a people collector. He collected people. Um, and I think everyone who he knew, and he came across, he really, he had genuine relationships with them. Really genuine. Um, and, and that was something real about my dad. Let's bring in our columnist, Jeff Jacobs, who uh, just came back after having a heart procedure done. Welcome back. And his first, you, his, his first assignment for Game Time CT was to, to cover just, just, a, just a heartbreaking story up at Stafford. And uh, Pete went as well. You guys got to talk to Brian Mazzoni. And uh, his father, was Gary, died tragically in the uh, B-17 accident at Bradley Airport uh, um, last, uh, early last week. And what would uh, Jeff? And you just your your thoughts on the whole the scene up there? Great column this week, uh, obviously. I mean, exceptional work. But what what was your take on what was going on up there? I appreciate. It. Well, you know, when when something like this happens, Sean, it's uh, there's just a, a ton of emotions, and and uh, and it always strikes me, uh, a guy is a coach and a mentor of. of uh, young young people and and a lot of a lot of those kids have never experienced tragedy before they're mm. young and you know they, they haven't lost parents or siblings really don't know uh or felt this and 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 then all of a sudden this hits them when they're very emotional themselves and investing so much time and effort uh, uh with with their brothers and and uh and you know learning all about teamwork and all those type of things and and it hits them and, and there's just you know, you have something like you have Brian grieving his father, trying to celebrate his father, trying to coach his team, his assistants helping him do that. The kids trying to make sense of it all. Uh, you know, and, and, and Gary clearly had, had been around the team a lot, went to all the games, knew the kids. So there's, a, there's that uh, element of it also. So, you know, I was watching, you, you try to, observe 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 because everybody grieves differently mm -hmm. and uh the, and brian and gary are clearly pranksters and like to laugh and so there was you know there was laughter and tears and laughter and tears at the same time and you, you just sit back and try to try to watch that thing and and i guess i was just one thing that really struck me was that when the they had a instead of a moment of silence they had a moment of appreciation yeah black celebration and everybody broke into applause it was that was really something it was uh it was very stirring pete uh, what did you take out of that pete, the whole yeah i mean it was just it was a real emotional day everybody you know just you know like jeff said observing observing i was just watching brian from like when we got there through warm-ups they were walking on the field everyone stopped him big hug embrace like if you've ever been up to a Stafford game, I went to a scrimmage there earlier this year, and they basically sold the place out. Hmm. Like, it's such a tight community up there, football-wise, that, you know, it was just, you just watching every person that went up to Brian on the sideline. You had Colton Angle was there, Julian Revis was there, a bunch of other 
former players were there. He in the middle of the game, a former player came late and he like walked off the sideline in the middle of a play, gave him a big hug. Like there was just a lot of love going around that day and he walked out. I mean, his sons are always on the sideline like he said, but uh he walked out with them hand in hand. They were holding the belt. Um it was it was pretty incredible. And the team played yeah, inspired a, enough. There was just a lot Lot of things to take in. Uh, like you said, he has two young sons that walked out hand in hand with him. Uh, he had gone over to his dad's house and got his got his uh, uh, sweat uh, his uh, Stafford Bulldogs uh, sweatshirt that had, had Big Gar on the on the sleeve. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, it was just it was one thing after another, and I I really was impressed. There there must have been a dozen young guys from you know like the last year's team that was so successful. I mean, uh, the last couple of years. And that's a lot of kids in a small small school to show up, and they were really respectful. And talking to Colton, who was such a good quarterback for him uh, last year, I mean, he talked about how how Brian was more than a coach for those guys, and of course they wouldn't miss it. And he's talking about being so distraught when he'd heard about it, and uh, that it, it, that that Brian was like a dad to him. And so, uh, you know, there was just a there was a lot of feelings there, and. I mean, it was, it, but Brian's all wound up on the side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to talk to him. I mean, I met him for the first time Saturday, and he's teasing me that his dad was still upset about how I'd written a column about Nikisha Sales, and, uh, you know, 20 years ago when, when he was given that gift basket to, to break the uh, UConn record. But that, you know, he was still still upset with me about that. And, and, uh, uh, and I, you know, but that told me something about Gary, too, that he, and, and that he, uh, cared about kids so much that you know that, that he wants something for, for a young athlete. Little things like that are are, are telling. But Brian is so wound up. Uh, they ran this fake punt play, and, uh, and when the kid caught the uh, uh, caught the pass, Brian was jumping all over him. I go, wow, this guy's really wired up, happy. And then they had, but then they had an 84 year old pass, uh, 84 yard uh, pass play for a touchdown, and. All of a sudden, Brian's running down. I swear to God, he must have been running 60 yards of it. It was crazy. Yeah, he so almost knocked like Jeff over. Guy. He almost knocked Jeff over. Let, let's point that out. <laughs> he wasn't a, after my heart uh, open heart surgery. Can imagine that getting run over by Brian? God. But it was, uh, it was, uh, he was, you know, so he was mixed in with all this, you know, this heartfelt tragedy and this, and this joy so it was really it was it's not something a day I'll, I'll forget very soon I'll tell you that you know you talk about how people deal with tragedies differently and, and you there's never one set there's no set rules on you know when you lose somebody I, I remember my cousin died of pneumonia back in 2001 and my my first reaction was to start telling jokes about him you know right. and 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 I kind of got a sense of there was just a wild, just a lot going through Brian's, and, and I was like, I don't know how he's going to be able to coach this game. But I guess that was never even in, in, in like we even emailed the coach, and then he, he, then Brian emailed us and said, Hey, I saw your your email. I'm definitely coaching. But it was just right. interesting to see how throughout the week he was able to manage that and channel that. I mean, he, he definitely had his moments, and there were some definitely. But just the, to see kind of him going through that was, you know, it was something. I, I don't really know what else to take from it, but it, it was He was just, he so. just seemed so, he knew what he wanted to do. Like, he knew he was going to coach. And he said it. He said, you know, I didn't, I told him, you don't have to win. This, like, don't think that you need to win this game. He, he, he said that. And he, he was like, if we won, I'm going to go home, eat dinner, 
grab a drink and watch the Yankees. And he goes, if we lose, I'm going to go home. I'm going to eat. I'm going to grab a drink and I'm going to watch the Yankees. You know? Right. That, there were two things that really struck me in, in, in retrospect. One was how gracious he was with his time, with talking to us afterwards. Yeah. And he had been very, he said he was really emotional early in the day. And he, and he, he kept it together while he was talking to us. Uh, yeah, he gave us. I look back, it was must have been 15 minutes. And, I, and that was that was really gracious. And like Pete said, the kids wanted to win so bad for him. But like you're always teaching too uh, and coaching. And, and like Pete said, he's trying to press on, look, you don't have to win for me. This, that's what this is about. He just said, you got to go out there and play as hard as you can. Be a good sport, you know, and, and be good teammates. And that was uh, – because that can get out of hand too, you know. And, and I was impressed by, you know, just the other coaches and the players and everybody around. They were very, they were composed. I mean, they were they were obviously emotional too. But it was it was it was very well. They handled. You could tell the team was. I saw why he was the co- state coach of the year. Uh, I mean, he was he was a state man of the year on Saturday. But I also saw why he was selected by his peers as state coach of the year last year because of the way that that team w- was. They handled themselves real, really well. He he certainly has really entrenched himself. He 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 was an assistant under Keith Talkis, who also lost his son tragically in an ATV accident. Keith Talkis at Ellington, um, you know, Brian was there for that. Um, and then they, he went, to, or I think he might have been at Stafford that first year. I think that was the first year he was at Stafford. But Brian takes over a program that basically because he had to leave because Summers had left. Ellington, he's like, well, I'm going to go with the Summers kids. You know, I'm going to help that. And I hate to see a lot of these Summers kids not have a home to play at. And they had to go play for Stafford. And he's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go there. So he went there. They were 0-10. And then within two years, they're, they're contending for a state playoff. Uh, and it's just amazing what he has done up there. And it's really, really – the school, nobody cared about football up there. And now you have right. – he and his – in the coaching tree up there, you have Knickerbocker doing great things at – Rockville, you have uh, uh, Sean Byrne, who's doing great things over at, uh, uh, you know, Ellington. But getting back to Brian, he's just done an amazing job up there. And it seems like those, they really care about him. You know, it was interesting to me in talking with uh, the athletic director, Damien, uh, who who said when they when they brought him over that he was, things that Brian was selling were things that he's made good on and that he's a combination of old school coach with attention to you know discipline and detail, but also has a lot of new, a lot of new uses of technology. And, you know, like, like Pete said, there's, there's like he has all these awards like belts, and they post things on Instagram and stuff. So he keeps the kids interested. Um, and so, in the one thing, the one thing I'm learning all this, and it, it's pretty interesting. It doesn't, it doesn't surprise me, but these co-op teams, you know, there's a lot that you know, there's a lot that goes into bringing kids from other school. You know, both. Emotionally and also just uh, literally, you know, having to drive sometimes several miles to come to another school to practice a lot of logistics and a lot of uh, cooperation that's going on between, right. you know, among coaches and ADs. And I think I kind of surprised that Brian's really good at that, you know, because you know, he come from other schools, something that doesn't work out as well, you know. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, and that was something as, you know, away from the tragedy. That, uh, that that's something to keep an eye on as these more and more schools go to co-ops and various uh, sports. How how that works out, you know, the dynamics of that because that's not always easy. No, it's not. No, certainly uh, it's not easy. But that that seems to be like as you mentioned the trend of the way things are going. 
uh, that's more schools are co-opting. You know, they want to schools want to keep football, but they just don't have the players. And then then you, you get these co-ops, you get all these these massive co-ops, just like kind of like hockey, but for different reasons. So uh, very interesting to see the, see that. But uh, really emotional day. You guys did an amazing job. Let me just tell you, just an really? absolutely amazing job. And everybody loves Pete's John. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Everywhere I go, you know, it, it's one thing when we see what the, the, the Hearst uh, uh, reach when I go down there in Fairfield, that in, in New Haven counties. I'm not surprised, but I live out in Eastern Connecticut, and when I start seeing people talking about you guys and killing you know, all these other places, I go, "Oh, well, you guys are getting bigger than life." Yeah. <laughs> well, everywhere I go, it's always like, "Are you Pete or?" Why is this not the peak game? Like, I was at Sheehan. They're like, why isn't this the peak game? I'm like, oh, my God. Can I go to a game and cover it? Like, you guys all forgot about me. I, ha- I have, uh, I have uh, what's it called, a Cog and Chug alumni saying, am I Pete? I'm like, no. I- Jake, I'm getting old, I guess. I guess I'm getting old and irrelevant. They, you know, they tell, they, everybody I meet about Pete, I was telling this the other day, and they always go, how old is Pete anyway? And that's, and I tell them, and I just, it's always the same, as old as you want him to be. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, all right, uh, Jake, we appreciate you You're giving uh, a little insight. Great comedy. If you haven't seen it, go check out Jake's column on uh, Game Time CT, uh, talking about Brian's real roller coaster of emotion week uh, from from losing his father to to uh, winning a game against Valley. The last thing I'll say about this though is I thought Tim King was great because you know Tim King he lost his dad and he, he yeah he mentioned that to me after the game. He's like, I know he. Because my dad was a little bit older, but right. it was around kind of the same date as well. I think it was three days apart. Yeah. And Tim was like, I know exactly what he's going through. He said he reached out and him and Brian spoke and, and Brian didn't Brian had all the great things in the world to say about Tim. And if you've ever met them, I mean Tim's great. Tim's great. But um, mm-hmm. you know, they were it was it was just it's just one of those sports things, you know? Yeah. Those one of those moments that you're just like, This was this was something pretty special. Yeah, they, they like you said, uh, guys. Uh, Deep River, they just handle it really well. That's one thing I think uh, any coaches and any of the sports that listen to this that are on the other side of this, it's always cherished by the other, by the people that are going through uh, a, a horrible situation. If you're cooperative, if you if, if you show you know the proper respect and you know they you know they were willing to you know move dates and things like that so things like that are not forgotten because after all this is high school sports and there's a a fraternity for everybody to go through and to be classy and 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 learn things and and i know the people at stafford couldn't have said more times how much they appreciated uh coach king and and uh and his team at his schools that, yeah, it's very interesting to see how everyone responds to it. And that's, you know, you see this stuff at the, the highest levels. But seeing it at the high school level, you just never know how kids are going to respond. And every, but every time, they always respond the right way, I always think, in, in these situations. So just a uh, just sad, sad story. But, uh, you know, it seemed like it had a, you know, sort of a happy ending kind of put on it a little bit. You know, just kind of celebration of life. We win a football game. Now we're now we kind of cope with what the rest of that life is, is about. I guess. But Brian talked about he, you know he's he needs his kids to be tough for him. He's got to be tough for them, and it's gonna you know it's gonna take him a while now. Um, you know, rest the rest of the season to really you know get back uh, and uh, for life to move on. He, and 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 he has such a he has such a uh, good handle on on what's going on. But you know it, it doesn't. This doesn't end right there, you know. That, 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 that you know, then uh, putting, uh, giving him a Gatorade shower yeah. and uh, 
uh, you know, still life goes on. So, but yeah, they, they, I'll tell you what, major, major props to Brian. I mean, it was, it was, he was a big time man on Saturday afternoon. He's one of the good guys in, in this sport. He's and he's become one of the good guys very quickly. So, good for good for him and his players. And we wish him nothing but best of luck. Maybe I'll have to have him on at some point. But uh, all right, well, uh, Jeff, thanks a lot for joining us, and we're looking forward to to more work for Game Time CT. Welcome, welcome back. We're glad to have you back, and, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks a lot, guys. All right, thanks, Jeff. Joining us on the show is, of course, the head high school football coach of the Newtown Nighthawks, who are a robust 4-0 heading into their showdown with Shelton Gales uh, this Friday on a truncated uh, on a truncated uh, uh, schedule here. But uh, Newtown's playing, and we are, we're joined by uh, Bobby Patterson, the head coach. Coach, how you doing, and how's life in the SEC? Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. First off, and uh, you know, life in the SEC is pretty good. Um, you know, we're we're going on to uh, game game three of our SEC schedule, but uh, no, all, all jokes aside, I mean, we're very happy to be where we are right now, four and zero, and you know, we're we're just finished our Monday practice and we're we're getting ready for Friday, and it's going to be a tough matchup between uh, us and Shelton. Yeah, you guys lost a handful of guys from last year's team that went to the Double L semifinals. Um, when you guys were preparing for the year, looking at the schedule with Prep and West Haven in uh, two of your first three games, I mean, obviously seven-point wins in both of those. But did you see yourselves being, you know, undefeated this early in the year with all the losses that you guys had to uh, make up for? Uh, I mean, honestly, it's like you know, if, if, in a perfect, in a coach's perfect world, you'd win every game, and but <laughs> you know, we got to take it, we got to take it one game at a time. So it wasn't like. You know, I just I was worried about week one. I was worried about week two. I was worried about week three. Worried about work week four, and now I'm worried about week five. But you know, the one thing I would say is we have a good group of kids this year. We have a lot of experience. Um, we did lose. You know, people people know the big names. You know, people yeah. know we lost Dan Mason and 30 touchdowns. Uh, but we returned a lot of big physical kids that that have been playing. Like uh, you know, Jared Dunn. He's been playing varsity since his sophomore year. James Knox, uh, varsity since his sophomore year. Kyle Good. Varsity since the sophomore year, Riley Ward, varsity since the sophomore year. Yeah. So, uh, and and there's a few more. Uh, Zach Loomis, he's he's offensive line, defensive lineman too. Um, so we have a bunch of guys. Uh, Jack Mulligan's another one. Uh, so like those are our you know our, those are our senior leaders that are basically you know they, they all started as sophomores um, a, a few years ago. So they got a lot of experience then, and then they, we kind of we had a good senior class last year with that experience, and and you know we we made a run at it, and and we lost a better team, but um, you know a lot of those guys are back and hungry. And, and you know, here we are. Tell me about your your quarterbacks. That was kind of like the only thing. I mean, the last year you had Melillo, who was just a gamer. Like that kid just did everything. And I mean, he wasn't like your like you said last year. He wasn't your prototypical guy. He just did what you guys needed him to do. And you know, I look at that that Darien game, and he was just flying all over the field. Now you have two different guys in there who so, who bring different things to the table. You know, how's that been working out for you guys? And uh, I mean, you're four and zero. I guess it's been working out pretty fine. But you know, where do you how do you see this going the rest of the season? Yeah, well, well, first off, Luke Melillo, it's, it's it's glad you brought him up because he was a we called him Cool Ham Luke because he was just like a, he was just a gamer. He just was a gamer, and, and and he was like having another coach out there, and and, and I'm really happy him. He had a great great uh, great year last year and led us, and and uh, you know, and then we had two quarterbacks this year competing for the job, and and both those guys are doing a nice job for us, and um, you know, Brandon Lombardo, Jack Street, like you know, you you. you it's the way I look at it is they're, they're both, they're both varsity kids and, and they both are smart. They're both athletic and, and they both can throw, they both can run. So we're kind of mixing and matching and, and, you know, you, you kind of look at it and it's like, uh, how do you game plan for both of them? You know, um, cause they both, 
both can do different things. But at the same time, you know, J- Jack is more of the, the, the pocket passer, but he actually takes off and run, runs quite a bit. And, you know, mm-hmm. Brandon, Brandon's really, and Brandon has that gamer instinct as well, where, you know, a few, few weeks ago when we played West Haven, uh, Brandon made some f- plays with, with his feet to extend some drives and, you know, it got us back in the game. So, uh, but, but both are talented kids. I'm, 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 listen, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to have both of them because it's not a, it's not a quarterback situation where it's like, well, you know, we, we don't have, have, have a starting guy. We got two starting guys there. So, um, and for them, the biggest thing is this, and, and I think kids, they, they understand it's about the team. It's not about them. And that's the most important right. thing. And, and if, if their role is, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to split time or this game, I get more time than, than this the other quarterback in this one it's all about helping the team win and they bought into that which is awesome how do you guys you know the old adage is uh if you have two quarterbacks you have no quarterbacks how did you get the guys to buy into that because you talked about how how they both have like accepted that how was that a a long process because obviously if you're a quarterback you want to play every snap you know you want to be qb1 how'd you guys how'd you get them to buy into to this uh system that uh, that you guys have in place this year yeah, I, I think it comes down to personality of the kids a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like they, they are great competitors. They both, they both, you know, they definitely both want want the ball in their hands, and 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 that's a good thing to have. But for them, I, I think think the team is like everything that we do, and, and you know, people call it cliche, but you know, we, we talk about family. We talk about the amount of spent time we spent together, and and you know, we really, you know, we have, we got our ups, we got our downs, we, we we fight, we laugh, we do all that stuff together. And I, I think at the end of the day, it's it's not just those guys. It's it's about everybody on the team accepting their role and buying into that and helping us win so if you're you know whether you're the starting quarterback or you're you're starting on kick return or or kickoff it's like that's your role you're going to do your role to the best of your ability and, and a lot of guys have bought that bought into that because um, we have listen we have it's not just the quarterback situation i mean miles ricks yeah he's scoring touchdowns but you know luke cannon's a, a great runner and, and he's getting some touches and then we have some good wide receivers riley ward and jeffrey garrity and cj cuomo and so and jackson gar so like we last game i think we threw the ball almost 30 times, and, and five, six guys had catches. Different guys wow. had catches. So. Is this a hot hand type of thing where, you know, you're going to stick with a hot hand, or is it strictly like rotate? I mean, I only saw you the one game, uh, and it looked like you had you started with one guy and you kind of drifted to the second guy. I mean, or you just kind of do whatever you need to do. Yeah, we just got to do what we need to do. Right. I, some of it could be hot hands, like in a in the, in the, in the case of um, – you know, Fairfield prep, like actually, you know, Jack got a little bit more time. And then in the case of West Haven, Brandon got a little bit more time. It also depends on what we, what we want to do. Um, you know, we, we, we have plays that are designed for both, like both guys can run the whole playbook, but you know, in my mind, certain guys would prefer to have run certain plays just, just to more designed for, for their style. Um, but yeah, no. So, so it's it's kind of a little bit of both, a little hot hands, and and you know. But at the same time, like I have full confidence in both both those guys to get the job done and execute the game plan. So you you have a you have Ricks who who's been tremendous. I mean, you you guys need a big touchdown. I mean, the the the, the line blocks for him, and the kids just got a motor, man. And he seems to get like when he when there's a challenge ahead, when you're down against West Haven or when you're down against Prep or whatever it is. He seems like he's just like, all right, guys, jump on back. We're going. And uh, that's kind of seems like the type of kid he is. About, is that about the crux of it? Yeah, no, Miles is a competitor. So when you challenge him, if like you if you say you're better than him at something, he's going to battle you for that. You know, and that's, <laughs> It's like Michael whether, Jordan. What, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't wouldn't make that at that. <laughs> but but he has that mentality. He's a competitor. If you're playing board games, he wants to beat you. He wants to show you up, and and that that's I think that drives him. And you know, last year he was behind Dan Mason, and Dan was a great running back, and Miles showed flashes of like great breakaway speed, and and so we were confident that you know he was going to be be a leader for us on the field, and and he was going to be productive, and that's what he's done so far. So, um, and he and he's just such an athletic kid, and pound for pounds he's he's actually one of the strongest kids on the team i mean mm. he's you know he, he squats almost 400 pounds he benches almost 270 pounds and he power cleans almost 270 pounds so he's he's a strong <laughs> wow. kid even though he's he's a he's a lean thin kid but at the you know pound for pound he's got a lot of muscle on him so and he's explosive and that's that's you know what you see on the field with him it's as he breaks tackles he can separate um you know he can block he can run he can catch he can do it all so so it's, he's a great asset to have yeah and he's really good and uh and then is this the last done are we done with the duns <laughs> yeah this this is uh the last done okay. that will be be uh you know in the program so jared's the youngest he had a, all, all of his older brothers played and um all were players for us and everybody knows julian and uh but his other two brothers were both starters yeah for us as well uh, justin dunn started two years at, at quarterback for us and then josh started a uh, linebacker uh, for a year for us so and then it was actually kind of cool so when Josh was a senior Jared was a sophomore and they were both on the field together so that was really cool and it kind of uh, Julian had that moment with Justin too for a little bit as well mm-hmm. uh, when Julian was a senior and Justin was a sophomore so you know they're all great players I I, I, I will say this I uh, I mean I don't I don't want to get Julian mad but I do think Jared um, you know, so many people ask who's the best one. I think Jared's the best one. So, yeah. but I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll hear from Julian once he hears <laughs> you that. You definitely will. So, no more Duns, no more Develises, no more Tarantinos, no, no more Tarantinos. What do we got? Yeah, yeah. Who, who's the next? We, yeah, family? who's the next family? Who's the uh, first family? Know, we we, we have we, uh, we have a few. Actually, we still have an Ivy in the program. So oh yeah, we've had yeah. So all the Ivies have been. Um, you know, the, the younger brother is a sophomore he's a, he's a tall he's a he's a tight end uh dn for us and and uh he's gonna he's gonna be good for us and but his older brother carson mm-hmm. is yep. playing at bryant and then his then his oldest brother uh, uh derek is actually playing for stonehill so he has oh. two brothers playing uh, you know division uh, two and one double a ball so um we have high hopes for him and and so he's the last ivy and then you know, we have a few other sets of brothers we have we, which which is cool so it's cool when brothers get to play with each other we have some twins and then we have um, the Breslin brothers, who who uh, um, you know, one of them plays special teams. One's one of them's hurt right now, but but uh, no, it's cool when you have that. And it's not just in Newtown. I'm sure sure some other programs have have those yeah. sets of, yeah. sets of brothers. But it, it's cool when the brothers are on the field together and they they can kind of experience that. And especially when they're kind of similar, both upperclassmen or whatever, and they they get to play together. So um, that's cool. The who, good. Who is your Go favorite ahead. of the family? I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> oh, who's yeah. your favorite? Who's the first family of Newtown football? Oh, man. oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure. Listen, I, I've only been. See, I played in the early 2000s, and then I, I went away for a few years, did my college thing, and I came back, and and then since I've been a part of it, I mean, I, I you know, Joey Develis, um was an underclassman, but when I was in college, him, his 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 brother, uh, J- um, actually his brother, oh, oh my gosh, Jake, Jake yeah. was was quarterback yeah. when I wasn't there, and then I, I I caught Justin and Jared on the back end, but I still had the done. So I don't know. I mean, listen, they're all they're all great kids yeah. and great players. Like it's, and and you know, they they were a big part of that success. I mean, 
listen, there were, there was a time period where where Newtown football and the you know it wasn't always the best, and we've had we've had a lot of success, and and a lot of those kids have been big parts of that. You know, not just those families, but we had a lot of good kids that were, were working hard and, and bought into what we were trying to do here. And and the, and the last coach, Steve George, I mean, you know, Steve Steve was great for me because he really took me under his wing and taught me a lot, and mm-hmm. and he 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 built a lot of this. People ask like, how do you get the kids? How many kids you have in the weight room every summer? It's like, listen, we have we have sixty, seventy kids every morning in in the summer, and it's it's the kids understand what the work they need to put in to be successful. So you know, and, and Steve kind of started helped build that culture. So I just took it over. You know, Steve did a great job there, and the thing that Steve always had to uh, to you know go up against was all the. You know, all the time, yo, you guys couldn't compete if you played in our conference, and then they would just kind of rub it in your face when you got into the playoffs. But over time, it seems like the programming, you talk about the kids that were all going to meet 60 guys in the weight room. Over time, it's kind of changed a bit here. Now you get an actual, like, like I, the joke is, and as we said at the top, the joke is now you're playing an SEC schedule. I mean, that's basically what this is. Um, and so, so now that you're in that, it seems like the kids are like, this is our chance to kind of like show everybody we can do just what we what we did in all those other regular seasons that we've done here. I know you said a lot of them did, weren't even around for that, but they grew up in the program. They they know the score. They had all their brothers. I mean, is that and and they have a chip on their shoulder. They even said it after the Fairfield Prep game. Do you get that sense as well? Because that's what I think. Yeah. No. No. I think it's it's. They, the older brothers, and and they, and they know that in the past, like some of these games that, that we we haven't been as successful, and and you know they want to prove prove other people wrong, and it's their chance to do that. Um, I will say that you know playing some of these crossover games, um, and, and listen, the, the whole crossover thing, it's debatable. Some mm-hmm. people are for it, some people are against it. Right. Uh, you get some good matchups, and then you get some bad matchups, and and you know if you look at it, not us, but I'm just saying in general, you you can get some great games, and then you still get some blowouts, which wasn't the point of it um but i think for us it helps us like we played some tight games and that's going to help us in the in the long run um you know do you want to have yeah what's the reality is you you want to have competitive games because you play full games you're in better game shape and then you learn how to win in those tight games i guess a good example is west haven's winless coming in you guys were in a dog fight uh you know fairfield prep dog fight uh shelton sure to be a dog fight especially them coming off a loss uh, I'm sure that's going to have them a little bit rabid, especially at their place, you know. Uh, but you guys have held your own. You guys have basically said, basically shown everybody that you guys are our top five team. That's, that's where I have. I have you guys in the top five. Um, what do you guys? What do you feel like you need to do to to improve? I mean, what what things do you, would you like to see as we go forward here? Yeah, well, I, I told the kids at the beginning. I said, listen, you know, coming off a year last year, we're probably gonna get some some preseason votes, but it's not where you start; it's where you finish. Right. Um, I've been I've been saying that over and over again. So you know, it's like, all right, we, everybody wants to win a state championship. Everybody wants wants to win, right? And, and our kids do it, but I but they have to understand it's it's you know it's it's a day by day, it's a week by week thing where you have to continue to work hard. We didn't put in all the work in the off season, the weightlifting competitions, and the strongman competitions, and the summer lifting just to stop now because we're four and out. Right. You know, so it's like we have to continue to improve and work hard, and and you know and keep working on our craft whatever it is if you're an offensive lineman you got to work on your technique because over time you you start to lose sight of those little things those technique things and you can't just go out there and say well we're, we're better than this team so it's just going to happen you know right so for us i mean my evaluation of my, my our first few weeks we got to clean up the penalties we got to take care of the football uh in west haven we had a few a few um 
few fumbles, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and, and listen, that's part of the game. You, you are going to have fumbles. You're going to have turnovers. But you have to win the turnover battle. And in, in, in that game, we didn't win the turnover battle, and we, we still came out on top. But we were in a dogfight because we put ourselves and we made ourselves, you know, t- twice at the 10-yard line, we turned the ball over going in. So, you know, uh, and, and West Haven played hard, and they're a good team. And, and that just shows shows some of the, the competitiveness of, of – you know, West Haven's a really good team. Like, I don't think any would be anyone would sign up to say, "Hey, I want to play that zero and three West Haven." Yeah. Team. You know? <laughs> no. So, like, like I, if anybody said that, I'd be shocked. You know, but but they're they're a talented team, and and some of it's luck too. I look at that West Haven team. It's they they had their quarterback was was injured a little bit, and you know, and that, then he then he was back for our game, and I was I was just like amazed. That kid is an awesome quarterback, yeah. and outstanding outstanding competitor. So you know, um, but. We won, but we have to we have to take care of the football and, and, and limit the penalties. It's it's a lot of mental mental mistakes right now that we're making, um, and some physical mistakes with the turnovers. But that you know we'll clean that up. What's the you know you look back at the schedule you've had and the schedule you're playing now? What is there a big is there a big difference between like the two leagues? Or I mean, what's the you know, what's your takeaway from it? I guess is my question. You know. I, I mean, I, I I liked last year's schedule. I liked the I, I did like the two crossover because mm-hmm. uh, you got like a, you got elements of of you got to play some out of conference games. Like we played Cheshire in NFA and uh, happens you know, Cheshire Cheshire. We had them early and and, and we beat them and then we beat NFA mid year and but like it's very hard to predict who's going to be good next year mm-hmm. and, and the year after. Um, so I, I don't know. I I, I mean I. I I like I like the crossovers, uh, but at the same time, you know, it, it's it's kind of hard at times because you're you're. I mean, Shelton knows, and and it's like they're going. It's like it's, it's battle, 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 and, and you yeah. get worn down. Right. So that that could be tough at times. You, you you you. It sounds like you would like you'd like to see. You know, I mean, again, Newtown's been in the SWC forever, and before that, the WCC. I mean, so I mean, do you, yeah. you, you. I'm sure you miss. It sounds like you miss part of that. Right, wait, wait, and, that, and that's the part. Like I've talked to some coaches, and it's like, well, what about your, what about the rivalries that you've developed over time? Right. And like, well, you're not going to play this team this year, and and that's tough. And I, I like, I, I'm looking at Shel- so Shelton plays a few out of conference games. They their Thanksgiving Day game is Derby, so they only really play, they only play a few SEC games. Which, yeah, uh, that, that's I don't know. I mean. I, I guess for some of those that they, they have their every year, they, they have the teams they like to play and, and they, they have those battles and they have those rivalries. And, and so, you know, maybe it's time, maybe they're, they're starting new ones, I guess. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't, I, I will say this about leagues. Every team's going to have some good leagues and, and the, you, you got to respect everybody and, and, and respect everybody and fear no one. Right. So, right. you know, you, you don't dog a dog a team because of the conference, because at the moment you do that, well, that's when they come up and they nip you in the rear and you're like, well, uh, we overlooked that team and you can't yeah. do that. So whether, whether it's us in the SWC or, or so-and-so in, in some other league, um, I mean, Ansonia's obviously criticized every year because I always hear though, oh, they don't play anybody. They play in the, the NBL, uh, but that doesn't mean they're a good team because some of the teams, like if Ansonia played some some larger schools, they they might be beating those larger schools. You just don't know, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, speak, speaking of rivalries, you seem to have one here with Shelton. <laughs> like you played him. Seems like you're playing him every other year, whether it's the playoffs or you get him in a regular season. In this case, uh, what you know, so you guys know what they do. You know what they like to do. You know what it's like going down to to Finn Stadium. This is not new to you guys. Like this is not a new thing. Like West Haven, that's new. You know, yeah. um, so, you know, I mean, does that help going into Finn Stadium facing a team that needs wins now? I mean, and, and as well as you do, but they just lost and they're going to be looking to come back right back at you. Just yeah. what's your take I, on this well, game? I, 
I, I know a lot of our seniors know a lot of their kids because they put they battled in youth. They had some battles yeah. in youth, so they were very familiar with each other. And I think, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I want to say that that they're you know they're friendly towards each other. Like when you see each other in the off season and stuff, so they know each other's uh, each other are. And and I think they're excited. I'm sure Shelton's excited to play play us. We're excited to play them. And, and in the past, we we played them. You know. A few times, I don't know how many times we played them in the past ten years. I think we played might have played maybe them four, four times. Yeah, about, about four or five, something like so, that. So yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's a rivalry, you know. So yeah. But, um, but our our kids are excited, and Shelton's a good team, and and they're probably you know coming off of last week, they 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 lost a tough game to Cheshire, and you know I'm sure sure they're regrouping and they're getting ready for us, and and they're gonna be ready and, and they're gonna battle hard, and we'll we'll be ready for them as well. How about the matchup? What do you think? I mean, you guys have some size too. I mean, they're big, but you guys got some size as well. Yeah, I they I saw the picture of their offensive line. Someone showed me that with yeah. all the uh, all the heights and weights, and um, you know I wouldn't want that picture of me if I. <laughs> but uh, I'm like I, I we do have some big guys: Kyle Good, Aiden Kennedy, James Knox. So that we have some big linemen as well. And the, the, the game, a lot of it's going to be won. And we always say this: it's it's the game's won and lost in the in the trenches. You win the line of scrimmage, you're going to be able to do what you want. Um, so, so we got to win the line of scrimmage, and and it, the rest takes care of itself, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a, it looks like a two teams that are mirrors of each other. Really, they have two quarterbacks each. They have a, a, a bruiser at running back, or, or maybe a couple, but some got some size on the line. They might have a little edge on you, but and then defenses just love to just go at it. You have done. I mean, Riley Ward. We didn't even really talk about Riley, who, who can catch ball. I mean. They, He's like the Jake Otto of Newtown, you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, it's a, it's really similar. It's crazy how similar you guys are. Yeah, and 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 you know they they utilize a lot of formations. We utilize a lot of formations, different personnel sets, and and uh, you know they're they're a run first team. We're a run first team. I I, I think think uh, last year we were we're definitely more run heavy, and, and this year we're trying to be more a little bit more balanced. Um, but you're right. No, this is a great matchup and, and size versus size, and it's phys- it's going to be a physical football game, and, and that's where it kind of goes back to winning winning that line of scrimmage. I think is going to um, the team that wins the line of scrimmage is going to come out victorious. I hope you have a bye week after this. Yeah, we do. Oh, good. Play, uh, <laughs> that, we, so we got bye week, and then we play Danbury. Oh, Danbury, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Danbury, and, and and they're doing a good job over there, and, and they're winning games right now. So you know, we'll, we'll, one one game at a time. We'll we'll. we'll uh, we're focusing on Shetland, but you know, I, I I do know that Danbury and their coaches has done a nice job, kind of um, getting their kids to buy in and and uh, you know work hard over there. So I'm not not surprised to see that, see those results. And then it's hopefully back to the SWC. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know what, you know what the you know what the tricky thing is is in doing all these crossover yeah. games. I mean, you don't know how some of the other league teams are going to do. So some of our other teams in the league are doing good, and some of the other teams are doing bad. So you can't. You can't say, well, this team's zero and four. They might, they might not be good because maybe they had a really brutal schedule, right? And they lost to some good teams. So Great point. again, you, you, you have to, you have to respect everybody and play everybody and, and prepare and, and not overlook any of your opponents because, like I said, the moment you do that, that's when you get nipped, nipped in the rear and all the, That's the woulda, coulda, shouldas. All right. Have that. All right, Bobby. Well, uh, it sounds like it's going to be a great game. Having a heck of a season so far. Keep it up. You've done an amazing job so far. I mean, you didn't. The program has not skipped a beat since Steve left. And uh, you know, you you still talk to Steve. I'm sure you, you must and and get some. Yeah, yeah. From him. Steve and I are good friends. We work in. Uh, we we both work at work in the building. Right. So you know, we we still chat and and uh he's over he's coaching he's helping out over seymour and and i think he's i think he's doing some youth coaching too over there so uh steve's a great guy and but but like i said i i, I owe a lot of 
uh, I got a really good staff right now, but Steve was really good in helping me. You know, when, when I took over the job, he kind of he stayed on that one year to help help transition and get me ready. And so so hats off to him. And and then you know, I got a good staff, get dedicated staff, and 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 you know we do stuff year round. Obviously, we're doing our the weightlifting stuff all the time, and 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 our guys are ready to go. So, um, but uh, thanks again for having me on, and, and I'll see you guys on Friday night. All right, thanks, coach, coach, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Take Have care, guys. Day. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're almost at the end of a jam-packed show. We're, now it's time for picks. Picks for this week. It's a truncated schedule, as we mentioned before. And uh, what do we got this week, Pete? Yeah, it was definitely hard to pick uh, 10 games. But well, first, uh, well, what's the standings first of all? So last week, Mike Fornabio finished in first, 8-2. and two. Wow. Uh, You, Bill, Scott, Lacey, McNamee, Murphy, and Dave went 6-4. and four. Bonjour and Morelli went five and five, and I came in last with the eight ball at four and six. Oh man, Pete! Overall, no hot yeah. dogs for you, Pete. No, absolutely you not. Um, and then overall, Doug Fornabio and Stewart are tied at the top at twenty-eight and twelve. You're at fourth, twenty-seven and thirteen. Lacey, Tim Murphy, myself are twenty-six and fourteen. Yeah, everyone's close. Uh, yeah, Bloxham and McNamee are twenty-five, fifteen. <laughs> Erickson is twenty two and eighteen, and Morelli and the eight ball are twenty and twenty and last. Wow. So basically, uh, from you know, other than Erickson and Morelli, everyone's a game apart. Yeah, so it's close. It's uh, very close. All right, so <clears throat> what are the Pete did a great job last week of mixing it up with some crazy. Clearly, games. Uh, there are a few ones. Uh, I, I I mean, Lisa New Milford came it came through for me. That was huge. And if I'm correct, we did we pick Lewis Mills last week? We did. Uh, no, you know the one that didn't come through. I, I I bet all my chips on Morgan, and I could be in first place if I just picked Ellington. Ellington you like could be in first place if you were to just pick Darian three weeks ago. <laughs> right, right, right. Anyway, so, and I I would be in second, tied with you if I didn't pick New Canaan. Uh, well, you know what? You take your shot. Yeah. You know, you you missed the shot. It would have been a big swing if New Canaan would have won. Yeah, it would have been a huge win, but you would have been what five and five. <laughs> <laughs> I still, though, I would have been in second place. Okay, all right, fair enough. So, um, all right. So here are the games for this week. First off, the only Thursday night game on the schedule. It's not even Thursday night. It's Thursday afternoon now. Torrington at Waterbury Career Academy. Torrington surprisingly playing very well to start the season. Yeah, they are. I mean, we read the preview we we did at the beginning of the season, and uh, he said that this might be the team that was as good as the fourteen team. Yeah, uh, the, uh, Gaetan uh, Rodriguez. Who, who he said it, it could be right up there, but uh, now they play Jalen Gopi and, and WCA with their first big test since you know losing to Ansonia. Everyone's going to lose to Ansonia, but this is actually a big one. I mean, it, is is so Torrington's an M? Yeah, Torrington's which, an M though. Changes thing, which we no one talked about them being in the M picture. No, we're I, talking about Rockville, and we're talking yeah. about you know Killingly, and nobody's telling anything <laughs> about Torrington. Yeah, but I mean. Who are you going with? Oh man, that's a tough. I'm going to go T Town. You're going Torrington. I'm going with Jalen Gopi. I'm right. actually going Thursday afternoon. Uh, I want to see Jalen. I right. know we're covering it, but I'm going to go see Jalen. I, I really want to. I, I I think he's. I think they're pretty good. I, I saw yeah. him against Ansonia. Ansonia makes everyone look bad, but not bad. I I I don't know like a lot about Torrington. I know that that they're veterans. So yeah, Torrington. All right, next up, CCC, Hall at New Britain. I'm going Hall. Yeah. New Britain's not been as bad as average since they lost their open. I mean, they, they're not – they haven't – I don't think they've won a game yet, have they? No. Right, but I, they, they're not getting 
completely outclassed New Britain. They hung in there with Simsbury last week. But that said, I mean, I Hall beat Cheshire, so I'll go with Hall too. All right. Next up in the Pequot, we got Stafford uh, at Cromwell. Yeah, I'm going Stafford. I'm going Stafford. Yeah, too. I mean, Cromwell's young. Cromwell's best days yeah. are ahead of it. Yep. It's a whole new team. All right. Place. Next up, staying in the Pequot because again, very weird schedule this week. Uh, we got Rockville at Cockenshock. Ooh, ooh. You know. I really like the way Cogginshaw is playing. Jackson Moore doing things. Uh, you have the Fiala brothers doing things. Becker's got them all fired up. They're playing in big games. That said, I'm ringing the bell. Yeah. Rockville. I'm ringing the bell as well with Rockville. We're going back to the NVL. Again, Why are you ringing, schedule. Why are you ringing the bell? I always ring the bell. I've been I've been ringing the bell for this for two years so. now. Uh, next up <laughs> in the NVL, Ansonia at Watertown. Well, I mean, look, Ansonia's Ansonia. Watertown is not Ansonia. And uh, Ansonia does not lose. I mean, they haven't lost an NVL game since 2010. Yeah. I don't see them losing here. Neither do I. Also Chargers. Also Ansonia. Uh, next up, the one of the better games in the SEC, one of the few games in the SEC this week, North Haven at West Haven. Ooh, North Haven had a week off last week. We haven't seen them much. But yeah, we haven't I, I was stunned that they lost to, to Maloney. But listen, Maloney's been playing great. That quarterback, yeah. you saw them against Middletown last Angel week. real good. And they're uh, they're doing things over there. I mean, they we, are. We thought they were. We were. Poor, you were. You especially were pouring dirt on their grave. Kevin. Oh, Kevin plays everything very close to the vest. <laughs> Kevin. So, yeah, he he doesn't let a lot out. So yeah, um, you know, oof. I think the Westies finally get this one. I'm going with North Haven. North Haven's going to get back in the winning is it, track. Where, where is it? They had to. It's at West Haven. I'm taking the Westies. Um, I'm going to take North Haven. Uh, they had a week. They have over a week to prepare for this game. I'm not going to. I can't see them losing two in a row. West Haven, North Haven both had buys. So, I, I just I think West. I just think West Haven's finally due for one. They've been competitive. They should. They could have beat Newtown. They were right in there with Shelton until uh, Rentis went down. And they didn't even show up against. No, they didn't show up against Connor. That was where Rentis. That was when he was still the first game back. They threw him in there, but uh, they just kind of got bit by a bunch of trick plays. I'm sure North Haven's got plenty of those up their sleeves, but I'm going to go Westies, like I said, Westies. Yeah, I'm going to stick. Can't with see West North. Haven losing, going zero and four. Well, we couldn't see them lose against Connor, and they did. And they did. Yeah. Fair so enough. I, I can't see North Haven going one and three, but we shall see. Next up, we have uh, the Holy War, uh, Xavier Ooh. at Fairfield Prep. Um, at we got, prep? Yeah, at Prep. We got the Fairfield Prep pretzel at Rafferty Stadium, which is delicious. And then we have Xavier, who just doesn't offer pretzels anymore. Apparently, they sent us their new menu. No pretzels. Know? So I'm taking Fairfield Prep on that alone. I'm taking Prep because Prep has pretzels. Wow. Yep. This is how I make my choices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Xavier, not, nice couple bounce back wins. They beat up New London, and then last week they beat Hamden. Neither team is Fairfield Prep, who I just think is just really tough up front. Um, you know, maybe not the. I mean, I don't know what the story is. I, I don't know what the story with the offense is. I mean, they have two quarterbacks as well, Arapoli and Champ, whenever they want to throw Champ. Champ, who was, at, I guess, at the Penn State game. The other yeah, game apparently. Weekend. Champ Long. Freshman, <laughs> so uh, you know what? I'm gonna have to go. I, listen, I lo- I saw prep. They were sitting there watching the St. Joe game with. They couldn't wait because I guess St. Joe gets them next a- after after this week. So uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm going with the Jesuits. I uh, I, I don't know. I, Xavier lost two games 
They got beat up by Fitch. I'm going to go with Jesuits. All right. <clears throat> Next up, back to the NVL. This is a big NVL week. We have Holy Cross at Kennedy. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what to Kennedy's say. Kennedy's one and three. Yeah. Well, who'd they beat? They beat Sacred Heart to open up the season. Oh, yeah, beginning of the year. Okay. Um, oh, and Holy Cross is two and two. You know, Pete, I miss the Holy Cross of all the, the years. Of, you know, the Mulroney run guys over and Kroos and, you know, that epic battle they had in the NVL championship game up at, I believe it was Wolkett in 2006. They're always pretty decent in the brass division. I'm going Holy Cross. I'm going Holy Cross too. Holy Cross is one point away from being three and one. Yeah, they, they lost a close one to Seymour, thirteen twelve. Wins over Sager, Hart, and Crosby, and they lost hands on. Uh, everyone loses hands on. Everyone loses. So I'm time. going with Holy Cross as well. Honestly, I'm going with Holy Cross because I really like their uniforms. All right, <laughs> <clears throat> number nine, we have Prince Tech at Cheney Tech. Oh my goodness, Prince Tech losers of two straight now, right? I believe so. Yeah, and Cheney Tech. I haven't heard. I couldn't tell you anything about Cheney Tech. Uh, I mean, I read their preview at the beginning of the year, and I don't remember what it, what it said. I know Starvish does a good job up there. Uh, up there, um, uh, you know what? I like the Beavers. I think the Beavers. I don't know what what's their record, Pete. Two and two and one. Two and one. Uh, they must be coming off a buy or something, right? Yep. Uh, you know, I think the honeymoon's over for Tony Benito <laughs> over at Prince. They're usually pretty good. You know, I I just like I don't know. I, I'm taking Cheney. Yeah, I'm going with Cheney Tech. Cheney. As Cheney well, Tech. they've scored uh, 85 points over their, over their last two games. Yeah, there you go. Um, they had Buller Havens in the opener. You know, they, that's the class of the CTC right Yeah, there. that's like playing Ansonia for the NBL. Exactly. So that one, we are both the same on that. And then the final game, the best game of the weekend. Uh, I, had here a, we go. I had a fight Sean to go. Um, no, <laughs> just kidding. He told me I could go. Um, you haven't seen him yet. I have that. So uh, at Finn Stadium. Number five, Newtown, at number 10, Shelton. This is big. This is a big game. Shelton lost their last game to Cheshire. You don't want to lose two games in the double in double L. Newtown's undefeated, coming off a win against Pomperog. Yep, 35-0. So, uh, this is... uh, we saw Newtown take that step last year, you know, beat, beating Darian. They've played a bunch of SEC teams this year. Do they – can they go to Finn Stadium and knock off the Gales? They haven't done it. and They've played down at Finn a hundred times, it feels like. I don't think Shelton's played – I think Shelton might have played up there once during this stretch. Shelton has played Newtown four times since 2008. I remember that 2008 game. I don't think I've been to any of the. Uh, I might have been to one. I'm not sure, but since then it's been relatively close. Like they beat them by a touchdown in 2015 playoffs. They beat them 55-21 in a. Uh, you know, they took care of them in that game in the 2016 playoffs. I believe they played in the reg. Yeah, they played in the regular season. Uh, that was uh, two years ago, and it was just like the. 2015 game, 35-28 final. So there's two 20, 35-28 finals. Shelton has never lost to, to Newtown. I believe they played it at Newtown once. Either either way, they have not lost to them at Finn Stadium. Is this the time that Newtown finally puts away the Gales, sends them to an early, early great? I mean, two losses and is completely a death knell. Teams with two quarterbacks, teams with good wide receiver or great wide receiver. Shelton's got the pass rush. 
you know, and I was shocked that that maybe Cheshire isn't, wasn't throwing the ball much. I, I I think Newtown would be advised to control the line of scrimmage. Real tough going up get up against that pass rush. You got Lokovich, you got uh, Phil Sisic, you got David Niski. That's a tough pass rush, but I think they can run. If Cheshire can run on Shelton, I, I think Newtown's going to be able to run. It's just can they throw the ball in a key spot? Same with goes with Cheshire. I, this is going to be a barn burner. I can't see any team getting up more than two touchdowns, and I think in the end of the game it's going to be close. That said, I'm going with precedent. I'm saying the Gales knock off the Nighthawks at Finn Stadium. That's hard to win there, man. That's tough. I don't. I can see Newtown winning, obviously. Ricks, Dunn, Ward. I mean, great team. You talking yourself out of your own pick? No. I'm, I'm just saying. Newtown's a good team. They're going to be heard from in the playoffs. I just can't pick against Shelton at Finn State. I'm, I'm going to the Gales. Peter. Wow. I honestly did not see that coming. Why? I thought you were going to pick Newtown. No. All right. Newtown can't beat Shelton. <laughs> wow. Well, they don't They don't ever beat them. Let's, wow. let's see it, Newtown. Let's see it. Wow. All right. Well, you gonna pick I don't Newtown? feel bad. Yeah, I don't feel bad now picking Newtown. All right. And well, I'm, I'm let's get, let's picking see. them. Uh, do you want to know my reasoning? It's not because they have pretzels at the uh, no. thing, is it? It's for the Nighthawk Burger. <laughs> they don't sell Nighthawk Burgers at Newtown. I don't Newtown. care. It's because of the Nighthawk. No, no I just, I'm going to go with Newtown. I think I like kind of playing that other side. They're coming on the road. They're they're coming in hot. Everything's kind of clicking due. for them. Just say they're due. I'm not going to say they're due because I hate that. I hate when people, oh, they're due. Then, you know what? If people are due, I've been due to hit a home run in <laughs> softball for seven years. <laughs> You know what? I'll be the Are next you, time. The next time I played basketball, there's a good shot I'm gonna dunk. I'm 29 years you, due. Usually, when you're due, it means you've been close, but no cigar. I've been close to dunking. <laughs> okay, so have I then. It's, yeah, exactly. You're what? due. What a nerf, a nerf <laughs> uh, ball, the nerf uh, trash basket. Look, I'm due. I'm due. <sighs> but no, I I like Newtown. They're coming and rolling. Uh, like you said, I think it's going to be close. I honestly would 14, if we're putting scores out, 14-7, mm. 21-14, something like that. All Nothing right. crazy. I'm saying, I say it's going to be 28-24 Gales. Wow. Well, uh, 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 there we go. 28-21. Ooh. No field goals? No, no field goals. Oh, well, ch- choke. Field goal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all right, there uh, it is. Back to 2820. No, no, no. Here, 2024. 20. I'd say you're going to get a little, little field goal there from uh, Cristiano Rosa. I'm putting this on Newtown's defense. No time. Newtown's left. defense is going to win this game. Yeah. Hey, Shelton's got to get defense too. Nighthawks. All right. Gales. You heard it here fo- first, folks. All right. With, with that, that is the picks for week Ooh. five. And we are rolling it. We're almost at the mid-point of the season. I need a win. I need yeah. a win so bad. Yeah. You hear me? You hear that, Shelton? Let's let's send Pete to an early grave. <laughs> he's eating old hot dogs, so he's well on his oh, way. Well, hopefully, if Newtown wins, they'll send me some Nighthawk burgers for yeah. next episode. Oh, you'll be you'll be if they win, you'll be they'll be carrying you over to <laughs> Sandy Hook Cover Two. Oh, we gotta go there. Yeah, we will. Eventually. All right. So, so an action-packed meat grinder podcast for. Paguaga, Mr. Newtown. I'm Mr. Shelton, Sean Patrick Bowley. We'll see you next week. I ate three hot dogs in this episode. Later.